Oh, it's a shame that we couldn't get the story. I really, there needs to be an investigation held because I just want to make sure that Mark was at a fair, got a fair shake. He's from, you know, he's from the United States. He's from Illinois. I just want to make sure that it was a fair shake over there. Like people didn't say this guy's got a leg up on the competition because he played baseball. You know, everyone else is playing soccer over there when they're young, you know. I just want to make sure it was fair. Um, just because he wasn't born there, he didn't get a little uh, discriminated against. But we're going to find out at a later date. Yeah, we'll have to stay tuned. I mean, uh, that's a shame we couldn't figure this out. Uh, I guess we're too young and too new at this, Mike. And uh, let's let's get us going. Let's just jump right into Chicago Cubs. I mean, um, last year, uh, not the greatest. Not the greatest for the Cubs in a while. You know, we we had our our string. We had the five straight postseasons, and we're coming in the off season. We're expecting some big things, and all of a sudden, good old Mister Ricketts just says, "We ain't got any money." Yeah, he pulled. Uh, he pulled that card. It's you know a lot of owners and a lot of GMs will will pull that card from time to time. Listen, the money's we've we signed Kimbrel. We did this. We did that. We don't have any money left. And as a Sox fan who has a lot of friends and family who are Cub fans, I would be frustrated. I would be okay if you're you're telling me we need to start rebuilding, retooling, reloading, whatever you want to word you want to use. You know, you sell off Darvish for prospects. You know, you got about twenty five shortstops in the organization now with a kid from uh, Mont Carmel. You know, you just drafted him. At Howard. And then you get Schwarbs goes, he walks, and the Nationals, oh, by, we'll just give you $9 million. Like, Schwarbs goes there. You cut Elmora loose. Fine, it's all fine and dandy, but then you can't turn around. You get rid of Johnny Lester, but you can't turn around and start signing Jack Peterson and Jake Arrieta. It yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, here we are. We're, we're going into the, the offseason. Let's just say, you know, they were saying on average that the ball clubs lost about $100 million apiece. Okay. okay, so the, across major across league major baseball. league baseball, about a hundred million from last year in the during the pandemic short season, um, but they also didn't pay their full salaries. They were prorated, right? Um, and you know the Ricketts, they are trying they're trying to build an enterprise over there around Wrigley. Trying to make it yeah, Disneyland for adults. Yeah, uh-huh. and they spent all this money, and now now they got their too many eggs. You know they got the spread eggs, thin, spread thin, and now oh, it's it's going to affect our you know baseball. It's going to affect our baseball. Well, none of that stuff has has to do with what the the Cubs are bringing in. That's right. your own money. That's other another entity yeah. that you're you're trying. That's other to, endeavors. Yeah, that you're trying to uh, of course take advantage of the Cubs situation. I understand that's why you do buy the Cubs because of the national brand that they are. But at the same time, you can't come here and say, oh, we, we don't have any money. We don't have any money. With, And then two weeks later, you turn around and you sign. You make two signings that we could have just had the same team. But, you know, once again, we jumped into the offseason. The big news for the Cubs was Theo Epstein resigns. You know, he had his one year left on his contract, and he said, you know what? There's too many, too many big decisions that have to happen in his organization, and I don't feel like it's right. I told you I was only going to give you 10 years, and with everything going on and the pandemic and all this other stuff, 
I'm not your guy who's going to make these huge decisions going here in this offseason. So let's hand it over to Jed now, and let's get that moving forward. With that being said, I think uh, you know we do have to talk about Theo's legacy. Yeah, it, it, you know, Theo is going to work for Major League Baseball now. He took a job for now as a consultant or something like that, rules or something. Um, but, you know, Theo's track record has been, and I hate to say it, he's won, but when the going gets tough, a lot of times he gets going. He did it in Boston. He signed a bunch of guys who were past their prime, a bunch of bad contracts, and when he left, things were terrible. You had the Terry Franconas of the world getting fired. Josh Beckett's eating fried chicken or whatever. He's drinking all the time. Carl Crawford signed way past his prime. Adrian Gonzalez. They all got traded to the Dodgers. They clean house. It was bad. He left Boston in a bad way, man. Yeah, they were in a bad situation. And, and the Cubs it's now? It's kind of like, are the Cubs a, a remake of Boston? And everybody would say, yeah, that's that's okay. I mean, they won the World Series. and Right. Uh, We'll take that any day. Of course we will. We'll take these, you know, this run of Theo and what he's had and what he's turned around and made it to be. But at the same time, I don't know. Are we left in shambles or are are our core guys, do they still have it? Exactly. I mean, the GM, it's just a shame that they couldn't lock one or two guys up three years ago. You know, before you give the money to like the Kimbrels of the world, you got to understand you can't have six of your core guys coming up in free agency within two years. That's not a good spot to be in. No. And, and, and in, in a regular season, it's not a good spot no, to be and, in. No, and that's the biggest problem that the Cubs have right now. Um, they're all, all their contracts are expiring within one or two years from now. And that's not a good spot to be in when uh, we'll, we'll talk about this a little later when people are expecting big money. And, and right. taking a look at what other contracts are out there and what people have signed, and you know, and you're going to compare these guys. This is going to be a huge off season uh, coming for the Cubs, or you know, maybe we expect some trades to be happen happening at, during at the, the season. Maybe at, right before the deadline, guys like Bryant, hate to say it, Contreras, maybe even Baez. You don't know where you're going to be. No, you just don't know where you're going to be at that. You could be couple games out going for the division the division is down a little bit so yeah, you never know it's wide open but let's talk about the good of Theo's legacy you know he it's it kind of started off he had to go get his guy Rizzo he remembered him he they drafted him for for the Red Sox and, yep. and then making that trade for Rizzo right away kind of set the tone of what they were going to do you know they had their for guy sure. in mind and then they went and got him that was back in 2012 and then in 2013, they were able to flip Scott Feldman, Jake Arrieta, and Pedro Strope. I Those guys gave him a heck of a run. It, it was the biggest. I know a lot of people say, and I know you're going to mention Lester, his signing. That was the biggest move made, best move made, in my opinion, because it was a trade. I mean, you could sign guys. You could throw money at guys. But to trade him and look at upside that Arrieta still had, that he had stuff, he was unhittable for two years. He was legitimately unhittable for two years. He went through that playoff run. He was throwing. He was nasty. He was completely filthy. And Lester was a great wingman to go with him. But, man, Arietta and Strope was big in the back end of the bullpen as well. 
Yeah, I mean, that was all Mr. Reliable. Yep. Pedro Strope, especially during these playoff runs. I mean, there wasn't too many guys that, um, you know, Madden relied on. It was him and Hector Rondon, and that was it pretty much. Right. Um, but that, as you said, uh, John Lester signing in 2015. Uh, they also hired Madden that year. That's the year they drafted Schwarbs. Um, and then 2016, some think this is good, some think it's bad, but you were able to sign John Lackey. The Ben Zobris deal, I think that was one of the biggest deals big of the deal. offseason. A few years prior, they dra- they drafted Bryant, right? He was yeah, Bryant was Schwartz. drafted in 2014, yeah, yeah, the year before. And then the Hayward signing. You know, everybody says, you know, they knocked that deal. They, I don't know if you can knock that deal as much because of what he brings and what he brings to the table, but also – he it wasn't that big of a contract. I mean, he was the best player coming out in free agency that year. He's and the best he, outfielder. Yeah, so you have to put it in that in that terms in that perspective. You wanted to see your front office go ahead and move forward in that. Right. And then if you don't sign Jason Hayward, oh, they didn't go out and make the right moves. And but, I, you know, to I don't I'm not a fan of the contract, but it's one of those like Yankees Boston things. He was a a St. Louis Cardinal coming off a pretty good year, and he was going to go right back to the Cardinals. I think I'm pretty sure offered him more money to come back, and he took a little bit less money to go to the Cubs, probably because he's seen you know what they were building, you know. And I think Jason Hayward isn't as good as a deal. A lot of players aren't towards the back end of it, but either you either sign him or he's going to be against you. It was one of those things. It was like a Yankees Boston thing. So you got to overpay, so you got to overpay. But the biggest deal I think. A lot of people don't talk about in the World Series year, especially was Dexter Fowler. It was huge. Oh, that was the last minute. Hello, welcome back. It was humongous, man. The table setter, and a lot of times teams take it for granted. Like when the Cubs won, it congratulations, but they say oh, we could get Schwarber to lose someone. He could lead off. It's not that easy. A lot of times you think anybody could do it, but it's not that easy. No, it takes a special person to get that. Uh, to be the table setter at the top, but and then they also traded for that 2016 they the Raleigh Chapman trade. Um, you, some people, I mean, it's rough, I, we, it's a we rough don't one. we don't we don't win the World Series if we don't have yeah. them. So let's it's, just it's a rough one. We'll man. end it there, and I I don't like the other side of it, but we'll leave it at there. But we also got to talk about some of the bad, you know that. Theo did. You can't just leave that, you know, with all the good. Yes, you brought a lot of happiness to the Chicago Cup fans, um, but you know the the, the, the DJ LeMahieu trade for Ian Stewart. That was one of the very first moves that he did when he got into the office. Was he traded for Ian Stewart, the two-time batting title winner? I think. Yeah, I mean, this guy was like number multiple-time All Star. He was number two in MVP. Like. He's, Boats, he's gotten some yeah, MVP He's been a hell boats. of a player since he left, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and then your good old sweaty Edwin Jackson over here, uh, $52 million over four years. What mm. a contract that guy got. Yeah, he's played for every team in the Major League Baseball, I think. But, uh, you know, the Chapman trade had to happen. You know, you got to get a lockdown closer, helped him win. Um, like you said, you know, bring up Glaber Torres. He's one of the best players in baseball now. But, you know, DJ LeMay was just as good, if not better. He gave him away. 
The yeah. guy's the guy's a stud, and it was one of those things like you don't fit, you're not my guy, so see ya. And it was a lot of it was kind of like a quiet movement because he wasn't a huge name at the time, but he was a solid player. I think he played in Colorado before that. He's a solid player with the whole like Carlos Cargo two low days. He was there during yeah, those he, times. Dexter Fowler was there. Yeah, he was a top of their order guy for them. So it's not like he yeah. wasn't tough position too. Second base, right? I mean, he's a second yeah, baseman. He's a second he's a baseman, and he's won all a that production. Gold, gold gloves out of it too. Yeah. But this is the one that hurts me the most because it, it especially stays close to home. But that the, trading a farm for Quintana in 2017. That was his. That was his worst move. That was their worst move. Yeah, I mean Eloy and Dylan Cease for Quintana. All they and, said and, we needed another pitcher. And the White Sox like fans, that. we we would tell you, you want the scouting report on him. He'll give you seven, fourth or fifth starter, but he's going to give up three or four. He's not a, for when you sell the farm. I got to get Degrom back. I need power. A guy that can hit triple digits when he wants. I need Verlander. Talk about moves that he didn't make. Justin Verlander wanted to come to the Cubs, and he didn't make a trade for him. I, I think we win the World Series. I mean, you can we can play the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, but during that uh, that trade deadline, Justin Verlander in 2017 was just let Itching. me come, let me Itching come. I want to be a part of the Cubs. I want to be a part of the Cubs, and we let him get down to Houston. And the rest and at the of time, history. people were saying he's coming off arm problems. How much does he have left? Detroit pitched him to death. And he just, oh, by the way, he goes down to Houston and what well, he didn't lose a game for almost two years or something like that. Something crazy. But yeah, you just, they would have won had they had him for sure. Another power guy at the top, go along with Arietta and Lester. But, you know, it's the Quintana thing. You give up pieces like that. Your best pitching prospect, your best hitting prospect, Eloy is special. These we'll see. But you need power. I need, I need. I need a guy like Garrett Cole. I need a guy like um, Strasburg, a guy that throws power. I don't need a guy like Quintana who's like pitch to contact guy. And, and that was the thing. We didn't have that power guy. Jake had it for a little bit, but then that velocity, that next year velocity uh, slowed down a bit. But we didn't have that power arm to say, hey, I'm going to go out here for seven innings and shut you down, right. and I can go ahead and give the game over to the bullpen. There wasn't even – we didn't have that. We had guys pitching the spots. I mean, we we have that in the system, and we we don't. And that brings us to our next topic. Did he? We never developed any pitchers. Talking about drafting, he only drafted hitting. I mean, you could. I mean, as much of a Sox fan as I am, I I pay attention to what the Cubs are doing. You had like guys like Ian Happ getting drafted. You had guys like Schwarber getting drafted. You had guys getting drafted. But never in the first round did you see any big arms. Give me a big kid out of Texas. Give me a big kid out of California that throws triple digits in high school, you know? Something. Yeah, big guy from Texas. That's the guy we need. We, those guys are something different. They're something in that water down there in Texas. Exactly. Give me a Gare Crochet. Give me a Steven Strasburg. Give me a guy from Cali with long hair like Zinegar, you know? Something. But to your point, you'd never seen. Like, you know how all these teams like Tampa Bay – Oh man, they got this junk prospect. He's about to break through, and you know it's like almost like making a trade. You bring him up, and he jolts some energy into the, into the clubhouse or whatever. The Cubs were always looking down in the minor leagues in Iowa. There's nothing there. Cupboard was bare, man. No, we didn't have anything. So, but once again, Theo, we like to thank you for you know the past nine years and finally bringing us a championship in 2016. Um, but now we got to talk about moving forward. 
And like we said, Jed Jed had a lot of decisions to make this offseason. And boom, he makes a splash right out of the gates. <laughs> the U Darvish trade. Oh yeah. I was I was really critical of this on Facebook, man. Oh. Much as I thought you was when you was is on, he's a Cy Young, he was a Cy Young runner up. If Bauer didn't go crazy this year, he would have won. He had numbers to win. He had a good second half of the year before, so you figure that's a guy about a full year's worth of games. And I'm telling you what, you said it before. You can't tell me all the years you made profit. Oh, man, we ain't got no money. What about all the years you made profit? How much money it is for a beer? How much money it is for something to eat over there? I don't want to hear you ain't got no money. I'm sorry. And you can't sell this guy who's a Cy Young perennial guy for a bunch of prospect nobody knows about, not even top 10 in the San Diego's organization. That's the one thing that killed me looking back at this trade. Now Zach Davies might come out and be a nice starter for us, but once again, we got a guy. He's pitching on an expiring deal, so he's he's a – He's, he's a throwing. He's yeah. a throwing guy, but he's kind of the same pitcher as Q. Yeah, Quintana or Hendricks. The, pitch to the guys, contact. Yeah, pitch to contact. Rolling the low nineties, high eighties. And yeah, he's like one of those guys. Like if he doesn't have it that day, it's going to be a long day. You know, you can't. You don't have the stuff to overpower. Where it. we need, we just talked about where we need. We need pitching prospects, and we got. Three infielders, all middle infield, two middle infielders and an outfielder, and out of these four prospects, this is the one of the most egregious things I've seen. Is they've only played forty-one games of professional baseball. Yeah, out so of they're these in four the, prospects. So they've been in those like Dominican leagues. They've been in those type of leagues. They're yeah, not they're, even playing in AAA, AA. Some may say they're better or whatever, but still, forty-one games. Oh boy, boy, and yeah. not even not one of them rank in the top one hundred, right? And and you know, I I talked to your brother Sean on Facebook. We talked. I don't have a problem if this is the this this is the direction they're trying to go. But if I'm trading you a, a Cy Young guy, listen, he's Darvish is a power guy. I need a top ten guy in return to start off to start it off. You could throw three of these guys in there after that, but I need a, a stud pitching prospect. Maybe like one of the ones you sent to Tampa Bay because the Padres right before the Darvish trade made a trade for Blake Snell. They traded an MLB-ready pitcher, and it, that's what the Cubs should have got right off the top. Yeah, we needed something that's going to help us, and we didn't get that in return. So it just it was it was a crazy trade for me, and that just kind of set the tone of where the Cubs are heading this offseason and going – you know this little mini rebuild. I don't think it's a full, full-on rebuild. It's not a teardown because then yeah. you got to talk about two guys they added right after they traded to Darvish. You know? Yeah, and, and the other thing that I that was, um, you know, Mike and I talked about this quite a bit because this is when we were kind of talking about getting the show going again and the, not signing John Lester back. This guy did anything. You know, he came and. This is he made guys come to the Cubs. Right. You know, you get these signed and these these deals done because of guys like John Lester who gave it his all. He wanted to try to finish out his career with the Cubs. He loved everything about uh, Chicago, and we lose this guy. You know, we lose him for five million dollars to yep. the Nationals. 
I mean, to me, $5 million is like going to buy a box of cereal for us. Right. I mean, for a Major League Baseball team, when you look at around the league, what people are doing, uh, the Padres got $800 million wrapped up in their infield. In five mil, even Schwarber's deal. Can't bring those guys back. You you drafted this guy in the top 10. He's a first round early pick. You just let him walk? I just don't understand. Like, if he if they never fit, because Jed has been there, if they never fit in the program going forward, listen, last year, maybe we're thinking about Schwarber had a pretty good year. Maybe we're talking about moving some of these guys, maybe getting some people for him instead of just letting them walk. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, if Lester didn't fit, if Schwarber didn't fit, yeah, I, we I should have turned that around quickly for some. You know, some quick prospects or like the Dodgers. You know, like teams that were needed, like a one bat away. You know, or one guy away. Padres probably would have took them. You know, with the DH last year, please could have could have jumped on that. Yeah, and then speaking of that, we just made a swap for you know Jock Peterson and Schwarber. You know, Jock signed a deal for eight million. Schwarber's making ten. But I don't know if they're trying to. Oh, we need to bring in new blood here to kind of switch it up. But you're yeah. talking about – when I looked up this, the, the comparison, I mean, you look at this, they're exactly the same. Their slash lines are exactly the same. Yep. Jock is a little better defensively, but – But a lot of times, Jock, he did platoon quite a bit and only hit against righties. I know that. He was like a platoon outfielder. He wasn't an everyday starter. Yeah, and now it seems like Jock is going to go ahead and get the chance to start every day in left field. Oh, how is he going to hit lefties? Yeah, he didn't fare too well. No. No. And then, you know, they come back and bring back Jake. Jake the Snake back for one more one more go. One more go around. Yeah, for he's $4 been, million. He Like you you mentioned, when his velocity dropped, it, it, it hurts everybody. It's father time. You know, if you can't throw as hard anymore, you got a spot. If you don't spot, you get lit up. We'll see. He hasn't been. He hasn't been the guy he once was. Let's put it that way. Oh, so you're now you're bringing another guy in that can barely touch 92, 93 now. Go along with Hendricks, who can't touch ninety. Davies, who doesn't touch ninety. And um, who else is going to be in the rotation? Uh, Tyler Chatwood, who's you know. Oh, uh, Chatwood's gone. Oh, he's gone now. Yeah, okay. he's he's gone to Toronto. You can talk I think. about another move that Theo made. That's a, that was a questionable. move. That was a questionable move, but when you look at contracts, this is why it, it it's crazy. Fifth starters make thirteen million dollars a year. Fifth starters, yeah, and that's what they ended up paying. It was like fifteen million dollars a year. It ended up coming right. to, but now we don't want to pay John Lester five million, which yeah. is crazy. Which is but a, we signed Jake back. Kimbrel was a, uh, you know, a lot of people put that on David Ross. You know, he went out there when he was working for the Cubs as a scout. He still got it. He still got it. You know, he told them I went. He went out and scouted him on his pro day or whatever he did. No, he's still there, right? Yeah, that Kimbrough <laughs> signing last year, right? Correct. Uh, year before. The year before yeah. was it was like in the second half. Yeah, that was one of. The, I know they lo- they lose some compensatory picks or whatever. Um, that was one of the craziest signings because the whole off season, all we kept talking about is Cub fans is we need a closer. Yep. We need someone to fill that spot. And they waited till there was a month left of the two months left of the season. Then he needed a rehab. 
Yeah. You know, he needed his, his arm up. Yeah, built up. <laughs> so then you're two weeks and now you're looking at yeah, we blown we blew so many saves that year. He can't, he comes in and was blowing saves like three three saves a week or something like that. It was just that was one of the crazy signs. Now they got the guy from Milwaukee. He he closed games last year, correct? When Kimber lost his job. I can't even remember. I don't think I paid attention to the Cubs. He's a black guy. I forget his name, but he's yes, there he's is a, a yeah. He he came he's the in. guy that he's their guy now. You know, Kimbrel's almost like the setup man or something. And you know they talk, he's got to get his confidence back. Come on, the league told you he ain't got nothing left, and nobody signed him. So that was another one. But I mean, we'll see what they do going forward. It seems like the move usually when spring. Oh, that training was Underwood, started, right? Underwood is that it? I don't forget. Yeah, I don't know. But usually when spring training like kicks up, like now, everyone's kind of like, okay, the trade's kind of settled down. The winter meetings are way over. But so this is the Cubs team this year. I mean, we'll see. You know, they lost. Well, they get swept last year by the Marlins in the playoffs, you know, and division's open. The only real big heavy hitter newcomer to the division is Nolan Arenado, um, making the Cardinals better, going along with the, uh, what do they call him, like, you always, everyone wants their daughter to marry that guy. What's his name in the first baseman? Paul Goldschmidt. <laughs> yeah, whoever. <laughs> he he helped old ladies carry their groceries in, and they, they talk about him. But other than those two guys, they got some young guys. I mean, the division's open. It's it, wide open. It's wide open. He's always like, council can manage. You know, he does a lot with a little, like Tampa. So they usually in it. But Yeah, he, he, he is a scary manager. I don't, for some reason, I mean, I didn't didn't care for him as a player but now he just always finds a way to keep his teams right in it and you got the tampa swag it's kind of like they just pitch whoever the hater pitches five innings a game for five games in a row yeah well and we'll talk about that in one of the you know next up and coming shows we'll do a little recap of both leagues and where we kind of see everybody fitting in um, so as a Cub fan, what is your outlook for him? What do you expect? Do you expect him to? I don't know what to expect this year. Um, I, I like the, the big four. I like Rizzo. I like Brian. I like Baez. I like Contreras. Uh, I would, I would if, if I'm getting rid of one, I'm getting rid of Contreras. I think you can get the most for him. Or Contreras. He's a uh, – Strong arm catcher. He's top ten at his position in the league, right? Yeah, he's he throws runners out. He's getting better at framing. He's getting better at calling a game. But his bat is where, you know, he it, he almost like uh, after the first half, it seems like he always has that slump. Like around the All Star break, right after, yeah, and he, he slumps. He gets in. Yeah, he he'll be a twenty home run guy. It's. You know, twelve of them before the break. It, it, right, right. If one, if you have to lock up one guy, it's got to be Javi, right? Right in the middle of the infield. Well, that's what everybody says. It's it's hard because if you're talking like to me, bias brings guy fans in the stands. Right. Chris Bryant is just he's just he goes about his business. Right. And I think he takes things more to heart. I think so. And I think that's where he struggled last year. It was a tough year for yeah. him last year. You know, he was becoming a dad for the first time in this whole COVID, being away from his family. He he was the one speaking up wholeheartedly about it, especially when they were talking about uh, having these teams locate to specific areas, you know, just like they were Texas or 
Right. Um, he he was speaking up. He's like, I, he didn't even know if he would play if that happened. Right. Because right. of his wife being pregnant and you know their first child. I I think Brian is where it's at. I mean, the guy came in the league, set the league on fire. Yeah. Rookie of the year, then MVP, right? Yeah, rookie yeah. of the year, and then MVP. He, I, I still think yeah. he has it, and it's funny. You know, when you take a look at this, he's only, he'll be 29 when his contract's up. Uh, that's, uh, But he's had – you want to talk about, you know, you're a big fan of Arenado. As you know, you talk a look, take a look at these third basements, but it's him and Josh Donaldson as like the top war guys for the position since he's broke in the league and Arenado's right behind him. Right. But Brian is still up there. So yeah. you could say what you want. I mean, he really only had that 2019 wasn't a terrible year for him. Right, it wasn't. Yeah, decent it year. Yeah, it was a decent year. I mean, last year it was like that was like when the ball struggled. was so called live and everyone's numbers kind of went up. That was the year, 2019, when they said the ball was wound tighter, the home runs just went through the roof, and they said his home runs like stayed the same, which is not a bad thing. I mean, he's still hit close to 30, right? I yeah, mean, he yeah. and he's always been that 270, 280, right? The third. I honestly think he's a left fielder, if you ask me. See and. I always I thought that the Cubs their big move this like coming into this year before Arenado signed his big contract was they wanted Arenado and to move Bryant to left to field. left yeah but of course we knew last season the Rockies locked him up and oh, he traded over to the evil to the Red and what we talked about not having the minor league system and giving everybody up for a cue. If you consistently draft well, I mean, you're able to get Arenado. He could be a Cub, but if you don't have the guys, prospects that are, um, you know, marketable or you know the hot prospect, you're not going to get guys like that. No. The Cardinals didn't give up much because they took on all the money, right? You know, so it just it just sucks because not only does it hurt your team, you can't call guys up, but you also can't make the big splash moves to put you over the top either when you don't have the minor league system. And and you know, looking, you know, I expect the Cubs to make the playoffs this year. Especially if they expand, if it's the same expansion, I think it they'll keep the expansion. I think it it brought a little life, brought another team in. Yeah, and I don't think it watered down the postseason that much. I don't. Th- I thought it was good. It you was know? nice that they just played the games, three games at the at the higher seed stadium, yeah. and I like that. Just, there's no days off, and I and I think that gives an extra advantage uh, to the. To the uh, higher seeds, you know, the uh, first and second place teams. Incentive to win. Yeah, instead yeah. of the one game. Yeah. Hey, I could take that one game. I'm only pitching my stud the first game. Now I'm rolling. Well, now I just pitched three games. You know, right. we had three games to worry about. I think it gives them a little more advantage because now you're talking about they probably need those two extra days of rest or, you know, to see before you see their number one. But I, I think, you know, we got like Rizzo – here we we talk about the big four and their contracts coming up, and Rizzo's like the heartbeat man. He brought it up. He's the first move that they made. Yeah, you, him in. he's Mister. He's like a Brayu for the Sox. Correct. It's he, just the way it is. His leadership is too valuable. Uh you know this is he's the glue 
If you ask me when he's out, when he's hurt, they don't even look the same. They usually go on a skid, something happens. When he's in the lineup and he's playing, he's he's let off, he's hit second, third, fourth. He's the guy, man. And I think and he's he, a gold glove for Yeah, he's the one that keeps it light. Keeps the atmosphere light. He's the light. David Ross. He took over for that spot for yeah. Ross. And, and and you can't you can't put a number on that. But I mean, he still puts up the numbers. So let me ask you this. I was watching MLB and next year the shortstops that are potential free agents, Frankie Lindor, Javier Baez, Trevor Story, and Carlos Correa, all can possibly be free agents in the same offseason. Or is there anybody in that list that you take over Javi? I, you'd have to take Lindor. He's the best one going right now. I, and, I, and you know what, surprisingly, not a lot of people know the best offensive numbers in that group belong to Trevor Story. I didn't know it. But you start looking up his numbers, and I know they have the Colorado thing or whatever. I'm just saying, young fella's pretty good, and he's the youngest one. Yeah, I just... Because Frankie, they said with all this garbage with the Mets, this guy that used to work for the Cubs, and he got fired. Now they had a, just a front office people that are going in and out. They said he might not even stay there just because they can't get their shit together. Yeah, I just... I, I think I like Lindor the most out of all of them. But Baez brings something special. El Mago. Yeah. I mean, who, who go gets a tattoo, an MLB tattoo on the back of their neck? Yeah. You know, like you're yep. wearing a hat <laughs> yep. at all times. I mean, you know, if you're the Cubs, you move to Bryant to left field. I don't see why ba- Baez couldn't move over and you sign a shorts, Frankie Lindor. Imagine the left side of that infield. Yeah. Baez said he wouldn't move from shortstop unless it was for Lindor. And he he did that in the uh, World Baseball Classic yeah. where he played second base. Yep. Imagine know. that left side. Hey, take that, Padres. You know, I mean, it could happen. I don't. Baez will be second baseman, or he'll be. Oh, he'll be at second. Yeah. Eh, turn double plays. I I I see that because they got that Bodie, right? Yeah, they got David Bodie. They signed him on the cheap. Yeah, they got well, him on the cheap. Let him hit. Let these guys play. Let some of them go. If you look at these contracts, I think these guys are going to be asking. From what we've seen everyone else signing for, yeah, they're going to be asking for quite a bit. Yeah, I think, like you, you... El Mago's a $300 million baseball player. If you $300 million, I don't... I think he's actually the lowest out of all these guys. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, because, I mean, he had that one really outstanding year. Right. Yeah, he was, he was the he, man. Like, he's just so flashy... That's what everybody talks about. But I mean, he's a big swing and miss guy. Yeah. If you look at the numbers, I guess we're going to see. Well, we just seen Tatis get a crazy deal just because he's young and he's Tatis, you know. But I guess we're going to see where the market for shortstops is next year. I mean, they're all going to be up. Lindor's going to get 300 plus for sure. Yeah. And, I mean, does, does Brian get that 300 million? He wants, he's already said the number a couple times. His buddy Harper signed. Um, I don't know, man. It's they got a lot of <laughs> big decisions to make. A lot of huge decisions. Contreras has to go. I mean, I honestly, because their best prospect in the minors he's is a catcher. catcher. So he's going to be the first guy to go on a trade via trade. And you can ask Rizzo maybe to take a hometown discount. I guess. I think Rizzo will take a hometown discount. And then it'll be, you'll have those big backloaded contracts, you know, maybe 
upwards to the Bonilla contract where he's still <laughs> he's still getting it. He's still getting it, but no, nah, I mean they'll they'll backload it for him yeah. where he can still make some money at the end. You know, still have that number in mind that he wants. But uh, I just I don't know if I can pay Bryant though that that three hundred million if yeah. if he doesn't have a good year this year. But yeah, I do I, expect him to come out and have and be Chris Bryant. I think he's. I think both guys. A lot of times it does happen on contract years. Guys tend to. This is it here. You know, this is probably my last big one. They're both around high twenties, right? And uh, yeah, this is both, their last big contract. Yeah, they're, they're, this is their last big one. So they're they're gonna ball. They're getting they're getting 162 to do it. You know, it's a marathon, not a sprint like last year. Last year was a sprint. Um, they're they're gonna ball. You know, and it's just like. <laughs> It's just this is what you get, you know. Everyone's on a contract is coming up all in one time. We said to Theo, maybe should have locked somebody up earlier, you know. But this is what you get. You got to deal with it. Yeah, you, know? you knew you weren't signing Bryant just because of Scott Boris and the way he started. Yeah, and kind of the way he entered in the league. That was a big turmoil in itself. Yeah, you know the big uh, them you know, holding, holding them, them in the minors and you know to get that contract, to get that extra year of contract. Yep. You know, so that was bad blood, and and Scott's, you know, I'm taking these guys to the cleaners, right? And it's like, since that happened, he was like the last guy, and and all the younger guys, especially the guys that come from like, like I remember Acuna was the first one to do it before he even played in major leagues. Yeah, give me a seven year, forty million, and Atlanta's like, well, this guy could be a bust, but you know what? If he is, it's forty mil, fifty mil, but he could be what we think he is. Eloy got one of them too. He was pissed that the Sox were keeping him in the minors. Listen, this is what we got for you. Dude, Eloy's twice the amount of money the Sox are paying for him, but it is what it is. Those guys have never seen money like that. But Chris Bryant coming from Vegas, his family, you know, they're they're pretty wealthy or whatever. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and wait, you know. <laughs> I'm going to win an MVP. We're going to win a World Series. Now I want 300. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, a lot of interesting decisions to make for the Cubbies. I mean, if they go on a playoff run, they're going to be really going to the – Trying to che- cash some checks at the bank because see and that's what and that's the thing you gotta come. Um, what are if they do make a little push? They are you know showing that they are one of the top teams in the NL. What are they going to do to offset that? Are they going to make moves? Right. Who are you giving up? Yeah. Are you, you going to try to get another pitcher? Who do you got to give up? Minor leagues wise, you know yeah. they got, they one guy came up last year, but then he wasn't good. Uh. uh Black guy, he's a pitcher, like their best Al- prospect, Albert Alzale. Alzale, yeah, 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 Alzale. So, yeah, so, and that's the thing you got to, you know, they're not going to trade that catcher. I know that he's about untouchable right now. With Ferris about to leave. What you know? What do we? Ex- you being a White Sox fan, what do you? You know, what are we looking to get out of? What do you? What do you think the Cubs fans? Well, given that. You know, Schwarbs leaves. You said Peterson and him are kind of the same, but Peterson platoon. That's not like a huge like drop off. Like it's gonna, you know, what is he a five win player war wise? So, um, maybe it's a couple wins there. But you, if they expand the playoffs again, I'm sorry, but you got to go back to the playoffs, man. With with Contreras, Baez, Bryant, Rizzo, everybody's healthy. Yeah, I'd expect him to go to the playoffs. We need improvement. You should improve. You know, like the pitching staff is where. You lose Darvish, man. You pick up Arietta, the bullpen. That's where they're going to have problems. But 
Man, I, I don't know. Is Ross available to catch? Who's the backup catcher? <laughs> Caratini was in the Darvish trade. Yeah, I, I, I did a bad job of doing that. But I mean, it, I didn't it's even just care like, at this point. What it, we said about the minors being a little light. Got Ian Happ. If somebody goes down, like a major piece goes down, do you then just pack it in and say fuck it? You know, I mean, there's there's a lot of decisions. Like if if Rizzo goes down, he has back problems, or if Bryant goes down, or Contreras. Do you just say, ah, it's... Yeah, there's got to be a lot of decisions made before Because they're not that. deep. It's July 1st, what is it? No, it's after the All-Star break. The, the trade deadline It's like in at July. the end of July. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot that could happen. But, you know, they're looking at their starting rotation with Kyle Hendricks um, being the GOAT, number one, getting the opening day start again. I mean, does he scare you? No. Alec Mills threw a no-hitter last year. He sure did, but they're, I, I'm hearing that this he might not even be in a rotation, So, which is crazy. Yeah. You, and then you have Jake Arrieta coming in, Zach Davies, because you can't have two wiffle ball pitchers in a row. <laughs> right. Um, Alex Mills or Adbert are going to – they're battling it out. And it, I keep trying to dive into this Trevor Williams and who this guy is. I guess – so after the research – Two years ago in the 2019 season, he had a big year, like second half of the year for the Pirates. Okay. And then he just fell off the face of the earth. So he, this is like another, uh, you know, let's see what he can do. We can catch lightning in a bottle or something like that. They say he's got good stuff, but he hasn't been the same. So that's what we're looking at. Yeah, no, no one in that starting rotation scares you. What? Oh. Hey, if you're Hendricks, a hitter, you play baseball. If you're a hitter, would you be afraid to get in the box against any of those guys? I mean, I those would, guys are overpower you. Oh, uh, not to overpower me, but uh, I mean, they're still professionals. Yeah, I know. You know I'm I'm just a novice, so yeah, I, I'd be scared. You know, the problem they ran into last year. You know, they they ran into Donnie Baseball and the Marlins, and that Sixto Sanchez, like a young Pedro. You get guys that are power pitchers on the other side. You can't hit. These these pitchers are going to give up two or three runs. It's just going to happen. Yeah, that's where they're going to set themselves apart. It's like you said, we don't have that power pitcher who's going to come and shut you down for seven innings. And if we don't hit a home run, what right. are we, how are we scoring runs? Manufacture runs. Right, how right. are we scoring runs? Like who's hitting leadoff now? Is Hap leading off? Yeah, they have know. Hap. You know, this is a projected lineup. Hap, Rizzo, Bryant, Contreras, Baez, Peterson, uh, Nico Horner. Oh, Nico, I forgot about Nico. Yeah, the second baseman's in Chicago. You're 5'7". You're playing. You know? <laughs> Between, man, I, I got a shot. Nick Mandrigal, Horner, and uh, me. So I'm the third option. Maybe, maybe we'll get the right back. I'm the back. Chicago Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the second baseman for the Chicago Dogs. <laughs> Zimbrano's on the bump, and I'm he's slamming Red Bulls, and I'm playing second base, you know? Chicago Dogs. Maybe, yeah. you, maybe we'll just pack it with a little mustard, you know, a little... Pickle on there. Little, oh, yeah. A little relish. A little relish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, G.J. Hay and they're just, you know, if you look at the division, it's winnable. The Pirates completely are fucked up. They don't know what's going on. They got one good player is that young third baseman I was telling you about, that Brian Hayes. They they sold uh, their great first baseman, Bell, to the Nationals. And I got him, Schwarber. Good luck if you're a right-handed pitcher over there pitching against the Nats. But uh, yeah, Milwaukee is what they are. They manufacture. 
they they piece it together. The Cardinals, it'd be the it'd be a the Reds are not bad. The Reds pitching yeah, they, staff they, is they, all right. Yeah, they lost a couple of big time hitters. They're gonna you know you talk about another guy that the Cubs let go is that that right fielder. What the hell is this? He went to the Reds. That fucker can hit, man. Uh, Castellanos. <laughs> Nicholas Castellanos. That motherfucker can hit, man. I think the guy hit too much for the Cubs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he said, I love it here. It's like opening day every day. The, 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 the crowd is here and everything. I get so much energy. Yeah, we'll see you. Go to the Reds. I mean, that guy, he's a professional hitter. He might not be the best in the outfield, but he can hit. I'll tell you that. He can sure rake. I like I like him, that Eduardo Suarez guy. He can hit. He can rake a little bit. Yeah, Cincinnati's all right. Yeah, we'll, might be a sleeper. We'll have to see. I mean, we're looking. We'll take a look at the couple of win projections. You know, Vegas only has them right around eighty. It's seventy nine and a half. That's wins. what I was thinking. Do you think it's about right? Yeah, and but then Pagoda has them about at five hundred. Yeah, Pagoda has them at you know eighty five wins. Yeah, it, is, I'll be, they'll be in the mid eighties, I think. But I think that'll get you in the playoffs with the expansion, though. Because you know, if you look at the sixty game season last year. Like teams that were 500 were snagging those last spots, you know. So, especially so. in the NL, you always find a way. So, the, the Cubs division, they're going to beat up on each other. It's not going to, I don't think one team's going to run away with it. Right all the way. I agree with you. I think there's one team that really stands out. If you would have to say who scares you the most, you'd have to say it would have to be Arenado and uh, Paul Goldschmidt in the middle of the lineup for the Cardinals. But, where do you go after that? Yeah, that's a severe pop off. You know? And Yachty, Yachty's there. Yachty can call a game and all that stuff. But as far as offense goes, not, he's not the same guy he used to be. They have a bunch of young guys. I mean, they got like a young outfield prospect that's coming up that might start. Um, we'll get more into that like around opening day when we see the opening day rosters. But I think they have a couple like young outfielders that are like ready to break through. You never know what you're going to get from those guys. You know? Yeah, maybe – Tony LaRusso is going to go back. There. Oh, God. Please, I hope he does. There you, oh, touchy subject. But I think, you know, looking, uh, being a Cub fan and just looking at the, being optimistic about this season, you know, the good thing about the offseason, everybody's in first place. Right. Everybody's in first place. We have a shot. Everybody's healthy. You know, nobody's yeah. on Tommy John or nothing crazy. No, so, so we just got to play some baseball. And I think if these guys get off to a nice start, in April, yep. and carry it over. I think good things can happen to this ball club. And I actually, I mean, it's not that they say that that middle of the lineup cannot can't be scary because it sure as heck can be scary. Very much. If so. these guys are all on the same page and hitting the baseball and tearing the covers off, these guys can be scary. So I mean, we we play fantasy baseball and fantasy sports. For you got a guy, a couple guys on a contract here. Those are the guys that'll be draft. I should, you should be drafting early. Talk about Brian Baez want to make some money, Contreras. They're gonna be they're gonna be balling. They're gonna be wanting to play in every game. They're not gonna to want to take many days off. They'll be playing. See? So let's hopefully the Cubs can continue their success that they've had over these years and catch the playoffs again. And um, you know, we'll going. of course we'll be keeping it we'll keep a close eye on our uh, on the Cubs. But uh, in our next show, we're going to go ahead and turn it over to the actual South Side and talk about these White Sox. You know, me being a Cub fan, I don't, I, it's, uh, it's hard for me to admit, but I love what the White Sox are doing, and I can't wait to talk more about that with you, Mike, and these up-and-coming yep. show. I, I have no word. I am really not excited about the White Sox. I, I honestly, 
am not. The whole Tony LaRusso thing has thrown a complete wrench into my love and everything for it. I'm like, all right, we'll see what happens. Yeah, so, yeah, keep those words. Yeah. Keep, it, keep it locked up inside. Uh, oh, yeah, I know, I, I know you were looking for, like, a big cub rant out of me uh, to start this show, but, you know, looking back, it's just like, you know what? Cubs are the Cubs, and either you love them or you hate them, and I love them, and that stuff that they did at the, the, right after uh, the old left, you know, I was going crazy, but then looking back, it's just, you know what? Let's just turn it over to fresh blood and let's see what can happen. Yep, wait and see. Yeah. Wait and see. Wait and see. All right. That wraps up the Southside Sports, guys. And uh, we look forward to you to you know tune into our shows and make sure you share this out any way you can. Let's grow this some more. Yep. Keep sharing. Keep listening. We like to support. If you want to comment, you want to call in, you want to be on one of the shows, no? Yeah, let us know. We can figure it out. Hopefully, we'll have it figured out by then. Yeah. Maybe it was just across the pond issues. I think it wasn't it was, our issues. Queen was messing things up. We were trying to we were trying to dig a little deep into what happened there, and I think the Queen is always listening. <laughs> she she kind of she kind of messed up the Wi-Fi. I think over there. So yeah, a little give it a little jolt. You yep. know, a couple unplugs, a wiggle. You know. Yep. All right. Till next time, folks. Yeah.